comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Mr. Stark. Yeah? Agent Coulson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from the uh, Strategic Homeland the... Intervention right, Enforcement yeah. Logistics Division. Whew, God, you need a new name for that. Yeah, I hear that a lot. That's being handled. That's what we do. Just call us sheep. So did Sky's performance actually win her some fans this week, or or just make the cries of her of her her poor performance even louder? I actually enjoyed it. I'm on the side of uh, it was good. Yeah, I I thought as well. I thought, oh my gosh, she's actually showing some range and some emotion. Maybe this will actually shut some people up. Yeah, I I am on that camp as well. Well, there's three. <laughs> we are it. We are the three. Oh, we get it. Sky's upset. Thank you. Move on. <laughs> I can just hear the cries already. Actually, have we heard anything one way or another? I haven't seen a lot of feedback. I no, I don't. I don't think we have. But I really, I enjoyed the moment that she, we're going way out of order here. Of course, this is the Shield uh, podcast. Brad, no, Brad's not even here. It's yeah. John, Russ, and Ken. Welcome. What is this? Uh, episode 19? 19. 19. Only, the only light in the darkness. So now we can continue officially. All right. I really liked when it switched to fear, like the moment she realized that, uh, you know, what had happened and that Ward would be possibly coming after her. Uh, that was good. I enjoyed yeah. it. Was, it was tension. It felt like an alien movie or something. I was just going to say that, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, had, they had a lot of... A lot closer, a lot of time on her, really seeing her go through this whole range, and uh, until she finally got her, her act together and figured out what she had to do. Yeah, so we'll get to there when we get to there. I just wanted to, I was just kind of curious about that. I guess we will start with a little bit of news, a little bit of feedback that we promised from last week. Uh, not really too much news. Uh, the only real news I have uh, is that I, I guess Clark Gregg is directing a movie and starring in a movie called Trust Me, and. It is actually coming out to, I guess, video on demand first, and then it's going into theaters like later. So, uh, which is an interesting yeah. way to do it. I saw Joss Whedon's doing something similar yes. to that effect and making a big deal about it. Yeah. So good, good on Clark Gregg. I mean, I know he's got a real passion for writing and uh, directing, and that's kind of what he actually wrote before he did a lot of acting. Um, if you haven't caught his interview on the Nerdist podcast, uh, check that out because it was a really good, good listen for sure. Yeah, he had another another uh, movie that he did that with uh, writer director uh, with um, oh I'm blanking on the name of the movie though but it was from the same author who wrote the book for Fight Club another one of his books uh, Chuck Palahniuk yeah choke choke yes that's exactly what it was yeah that's the author right did I have the author yes Chuck Palahniuk wrote yes it? yeah okay wow I'm impressed points for me yeah can't remember what happened on this episode of the TV show but. <laughs> you got that. I know authors of books and Don Mattingly's 1985 batting statistics. <laughs> and, and those are? Uh, 345, 37 home runs, and 146 RBIs. Fantastic. Um, Somebody's already checked that on Wikipedia. So. Yeah, I'm definitely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote What Lies Beneath, too, that movie with Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. Really? Yeah. yeah. That was his. I did. That's a great movie. I love that movie. Yeah, two thousand. So that, that was kind of where he got to start. A start because his acting, the acting thing, wasn't uh, going quite as 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 well at that time. So he actually got a writing gig. But uh, that that's a that, that's a I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, like I said, uh, check out that Nerdist podcast uh, with him on it. He did. It was when uh, Hardwick did a slate where he had like Clark Gregg and he had Jamie Alexander and he had Kevin Feige and uh, Joss Whedon. He you know just kind of went through the gamut of the Marvel folks. I think it was around New York Comic Con time uh, last year is 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 when he did it. Um, did you? Uh, I guess while we're on news, did you hear Feige basically bitch slap DC? 
<laughs> yes, yes. Well, what I miss? I may have missed this. Uh, apparently, event, uh, Russell, you're going to have to help me. What two movies have the same date? Batman, Cap- Superman, and... Captain America 3. Right. Captain May America 6th. 3 has the same release date as Batman, Superman, and everybody's... It's like a game of chicken right now. Like, they're waiting to see who budges from the date. And uh, he basically said we had it first, and we're more concerned with making good movies than, you know, worrying about release dates or, or whatever. So, Excellent. You know, and, and we said something almost as much, I think, last week we talked briefly about that. And and basically it's it's Marvel's game to lose at this point. They are putting out such quality that they're like, yeah, it's, it's you know, we don't, we don't care who we go up against. It looks like that's the position they should have, and it sounds like that's exactly what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, the ratings, not not a good look, fellas. Not a good look. I guess the ratings were a 1.8, which is down again, which is really kind of surprising. Um, at this point, I am happy to say uh, 1.8 is enough to keep it on the air and for the Marvel uh, hardcore fans to enjoy. And maybe we'll never get that big chunk of the movie-going audience. But I don't care anymore. I, I th- Yeah. The other thing I was thinking, they don't have the plus three numbers yet, which is weird because it's Friday as we record this, um, and ShieldTV.net is usually pretty good at keeping up with that. So maybe they're just delayed or they haven't quite come out yet. So it, it's 1.8. Um, it'll probably adjust up. They always tend to adjust up. I think at this point the show has whatever audience it's going to have. I think at this point if anybody's even mildly interested, given that the the show is almost at the end of the first season – more than likely, they're just going to wait till it shows up on Netflix and then binge watch it. Maybe in preparation for season two, maybe just to binge watch it, and then just they'll do the same thing after season two comes out. I I, I just don't see you know like a finale doing like a you know we're not going to see two point eight or two point five or anything crazy like that from here on out. No matter who they get to guest star, I just don't don't think it matters. I think the audience of the show is the audience of the show. A little bit of feedback we didn't get to it last week because we were long so. Given that we'll probably be somewhat shorter, I think this week, uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about some episode eighteen feedback, and you can add your feedback by going to facebook.com slash shield TV podcast, uh, where we usually put up a thread of some sort there that you can comment on. And um, so our good buddy Daryl Taylor said he watched the episode twice and enjoyed it. He liked being uh, Trip being part of the team. Uh, he can see Ward as some sort of bad. Uh, uh, See, Ward is more of a bad guy than a good guy, uh, and I think that's all stuff that we've touched on as well. Yeah, Ward's definitely more interesting now. Oh yeah, no question. You know, is he? I mean, he's definitely all in at this point. But what's? Where's it going to go? You know, is is there going to be another turn? Is there going to be? You know, would he? Would he take down someone in the core team? You know, we know Whedon is capable of doing things like that so that's something to think about too yeah yep um patrick tony who added quite a bit of uh comments to the episode thread uh he liked oh he liked uh, well he liked the revelation uh that trip is the grandson of one of the hauling commandos oh yes that was uh something i think we forgot to mention well, no, we just, we just found that out in 19. Yeah. Oh, that was this yeah. episode. Well, then yeah. we didn't forget to mention it. No, I guess I should. I guess that's my fault. I should look at the feedback that we got that applies to the previous episode. Um, <laughs> now, have we, have we, um, do we know the names of all the Howling Commandos from the first Captain America or anything? Can we, can we link exactly whose grandson he is at this point? Or is it just Probably, kind of a mention? Yeah, yeah I'm guessing he's um, Gabe Jones. Oh, and that's a name. That's a real name, right? Like Gabe yeah, Jones from, is a okay. from the comics. Yeah. So Gabe right, Jones okay. is a Holland Commando. He's played by Derek Luke in Captain America: The First Avenger. Uh, so I'm assuming uh, that that he is that ancestor. Ancestor, although it's possible it maybe not, but that that's the best guess I think at this point, which I think is really cool. Uh, and the fact that he and we'll get into this later too, but he he really downplayed it. You know, he didn't want that. Uh, to yeah. kind of give him a leg up, so to speak. Yeah, but that gave him uh, some good insight as to his his uh, where his head's at right now. Um, if you know, we uh, shield you know, or we beat Hydra before, we'll do it again. You know, basically wants to make his grandfather proud. That that, that it, I enjoyed that whole scene. Yeah, yeah. 
depth. Yes. Uh, so Patrick also said uh, Brett Dalton plays a better villain than a hero. I'm worried they're going to make Ward turn against Garrett in order to protect Sky. Uh, I, I, I don't. And we, we kind of talked about this a little bit last week and, you know, situations where Ward may, quote unquote, redeem himself. Uh, you know, at this point, again, as these episodes go by, it's going to be a harder and harder sell uh, in my book for that to happen. After everything yeah. he's done at what he did this, this last week, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely off the he can be redeemed train, or at least not easily. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, he, killing he's, Koenig he's, was the oh, <laughs> that was kind of it. That's pretty brutal too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we talked about scenarios last week. I think the the most feasible one we can think of is he does something kind of as a uh, you know, kind of last minute desperation sacrifices himself for this team that he has come to, you know, get close to. But he's got to die in the process. Though. Right. We make it works, yeah. Right, right. So that that's pretty much it. The rest of this is feedback for the current episodes. I think we'll maybe at the end we'll we'll touch on any of those points from Patrick that we didn't touch upon in the episode proper. Um, but that's about it. Cool. So the episode. So Blackout. Yeah, I didn't catch that immediately. I didn't. Uh, I'm not familiar with the comic villain Blackout. Yeah, neither am I. I haven't really, honestly, read too much stuff. If if I have read anything that has Blackout in it, other than just maybe an appearance here or there, so I wasn't as familiar with with that character. But I like all those kind of dark. Marvel kind of has this dark matter, dark dimension uh, power set that people have. A like cloak. That's kind of what powers cloaks. Powers. Um, there's a couple other, I think there's one that's called, no, it's not Dark Star. There's, there's a couple other heroes and villains that have this, uh, dark energy power that kind of in, envelop people in, which we kind of saw with Blackout. And I thought that was a, it was a, a pretty decent effect for TV special effects budget. You know, when he, he kind of hit, uh, Fitz and Coulson and they both kind of went flying and you could see the kind of that dark energy trail as they, as they slid by on the ground. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. And I like the way they weaved it in with uh, the cellist. So we, yeah, you know, it made sense that that was her first contact with Coulson and that's how they met, you know, him helping her with the case and protecting her from blackout. And uh, it didn't seem forced. It, it worked. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed very natural. Yeah. I was a little, I guess it was unexpected that his whole motivation, he was really nothing more than a super powered stalker. Uh, basically, yeah. all he was just stalking. The cellist and Colson saved the day and swooped her up and, and and did that. But I was like, wow. So it's just basically, you know, an episode of SVU when it comes down to it. Uh, he was part of an exp- a team that was experimenting with Dark Force. Oh, and yes. Nothing, yes, and yes, no, yes. And, and nothing bad happens when you're experimenting with something called Dark Force. Oh, right. 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 Yes, yes. How could we forget yeah. that? That was a funny line. Which I, th- yeah. I thought yeah. was interesting because in the Avengers – that whole joint NASA shield project was, wasn't it the dark energy research yeah, it thing? Yeah, was. They... Something like dark, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not quite the same thing, but I don't know who was. But but that's in line with his origin, and as I'm reading on Marvel.com right now, actually, he was a lab assistant. Uh, I don't know if they mentioned Abner Croit, uh, Dr. Abner Croit in the show or not, but that was in the in the comics, who he was working for. And uh, basically, it was an accident. It bathed him in the extra-dimensional energy of the Dark Force. Nice. It would have been cool if they would have did a mention, like, while he was at Project Pegasus or something like that, which would have tied it into the Avengers. That would have been just kind of... Well, and not only that, he has some connection with Project Pegasus in the comics as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, And and now it's kind of interesting to... We're hearing about these scenarios like, oh, S.H.I.E.L.D. was trying to amp him up, you know, in the fridge. And then you wonder, was that, like, really a S.H.I.E.L.D. thing? Or were there, like, Hydra agents, you know, involved in doing that? And and I think this show has dabbled with what exactly is S.H.I.E.L.D. up to, you know, the whole season with the Coulson stuff and, and, you know, Tahiti. And so now you have that little bit of doubt. Well, you know, were those really S.H.I.E.L.D. agents or was this Hydra all along? Well, from what I've seen, it easily could be both. Right. If you look at, you know, back to Captain America, the whole Insight program, you know, that was – Fury was led to believe it was his idea, but clearly Hydra had had its fingers in it. Right. Same thing with, I, I would assume, with um, 
the Tesseract with the Phase 2 weapons, and Cap said they look a lot like Hydro weapons. Well, yeah, gee, I wonder why they look a lot like Hydro weapons now. Yeah, yeah, it all makes sense. So so there's there's definitely probably a lot of Hydra pulling the strings and making things sure things go in one direction or the other while still having shield, true shield agents kind of quote-unquote running the show, not even realizing they're being manipulated by uh, by other forces. And when you have someone like, when it's going as high as Alexander Pierce, who got who got a reference this episode, yes, uh, 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 it's very easy to, to, to mask orders with, with Hydra's intentions. And it, you know, it, it's a little snake-eating-its-own-tail thing, too, because obviously S.H.I.E.L.D. would have an interest in experimenting, maybe, you know, th- this guy already is paranormal, extra-normal, whatever you want to call it. They just had an alien invasion from another dimension or from another part of space. You know, having some true super-powered people in their back pocket, uh, you know, to kind of help with that sort of thing probably wouldn't be a bad idea. So, you, you know, whether it was Hydra doing it for their own aim or, no pun intended, um, or yeah. or S.H.I.E.L.D. doing it as a you know, defensive weapon, so to speak. It's all kind of the same thing. And that's what's kind of cool, because it all... It, it, it gives... It's all connected. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, it gives Fury some, like, almost plausible deniability, right? Because to, to, to forward the agenda of trying to protect the planet, he's also forwarding the agenda of Hydra to do crazy stuff. Um, so, so, you know, you could think you're being altruistic in your endeavors and turn out you're basically doing it for the bad guys uh one bit too since we're we're talking about blackout when they when fitz creates that weapon not even a yeah. weapon but the but the light gun or whatever it is so they could they could kind of overload him uh and it, yeah. he mentioned some sort of gamma it sounded like he said something about gamma rays or gamma tech or something well yeah it's basically gamma tech yeah. and they even said the technology was created by, by banner. banner yeah and then, so yeah, and then, and then uh, yeah, there was a joke after that, right? Like, yeah, Colson says, "Oh, I'm sure oh, that'll I'm go sure. off oh. without a hitch." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was cool. Uh, yeah. So again, we get the you know, it's, it seems like every episode we get some sort of nod uh, to to one or two or more of those characters. I mean, we got to yeah, and, and these weren't even as as eye rolling as some of the ones we've had before, right? Like, there's been some that was like it seemed like a, a real stretch that they worked them in or not, but there's been others that I thought fit real well, like the. Uh, the Blonsky reference, the Bucky reference, at one point, um, a couple others, and these last couple have been have been pretty good. Yeah, uh, a lot of Romanoff time these last two weeks too. Yes, got her name in there twice. Yes, uh, they're getting better at it. I mean, I, I, that's pretty evident to me. I mean, not every episode is going to be a complete home run, but they're definitely more consistent than in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, it's more natural. It definitely doesn't, like you said, it doesn't feel as forced. I thought it was cool that. Uh, when they were watching the news, they were, you know, you could tell this is still a big hot button item because the news was still debating what to do with Shield and how this could have happened and all the, you know, just like you, you're hearing all these news reports uh, about this being such a hot button issue. So I thought that was kind of cool. Again, ties directly into Captain America: The Winter Soldier, which I thought was cool. What about uh, Ward just straight up lying about what he did to Garrett? I mean, he told the team he put, you know, two in his head. So. You know, again, we talk about Ward being irredeemable or or whatever you, you know, however we want to to call it. But, you know, he kills Hand. He's shooting all these people in the head. Uh, He says he killed Garrett. So, again, he's he's putting himself in a position where eventually, obviously, he's going to get found out to be a liar and a traitor. Well, eventually, but, you know, you notice how the lengths they went to sell his story to the point where he even had Garrett himself, you know, beat the hell out of him to right. crack his ribs. You know, that way, if they did happen to find any DNA on him, it would be Garrett's. Right. Just just adding more truth to the story. Right. It'll be interesting when when Sky is reunited with the team, which is probably going to be a while. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't expect to have the next episode. Maybe, maybe in two. Right, right, possibly. Yeah, um, it'll it'll be interesting. Like I'm sure she would tell Coulson, but you'd have to think she would be leery of telling anyone else that could possibly be Hydra. I would. Like, I don't know if so. she's going to blurt to the whole team that ev- no. to, you know yeah. that Ward. 
on on one hand, you think, oh yeah, they all passed the lie detector test, but yes, so did so did Ward barely, but he still passed it. So she she really doesn't know who to trust. And I have to say that I would think that agents of Shield would be pretty versed in beating lie detector tests, if if yeah. needed. Well, it was the lie detector test, lie detector that could defeat Romanov. So it was. That's they true. Went, they, they did. They did throw that to, in. Yeah. They went out of their way to tell us it was basically unbeatable. You're right. Um, and they even did. with everything Ward was doing, we were, initially were supposed to believe that it was uh, just the pain from the cracked ribs that was causing the fluctuations in the uh, in the test. But even that wasn't quite enough. But then we found out later he uh, he actually had that uh, that needle or whatever under his fingernail causing. Yeah. And you know, so you even see him flexing his fingers trying to get a reaction to really get his 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 heart rate up or something to uh, to mask that uh, the results. I was I was really a the thing was a little strange because when they cut that they cut you know they cut back and forth to everybody on the team taking the lie detector test and then they did Ward separate in one section. Yeah, I think that was I took that because I we all at this point I think understand or expect or believe the whole team is pure. They're all right, their shield. Right. And the whole point of the whole scene was Ward. Right. So of course we're gonna get the focus on Ward. Yeah, I just I, I don't know. I, to me it just it I mean I get what they're trying to do. It just it just felt a little odd at first. And then when they did it, I kinda got it. Uh but yeah. I was really looking to call BS when Ward beat that test because I was like you know, he his answers were a little, you know, shady and Koenig. No, but you look at the last question though. That last question, no. he answered it honestly. No, absolutely, absolutely, and and I was okay with that. But I thought that the other ones that were questionable would have been enough for Koenig to basically give him a thumbs down, put a bulb in his head. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't until he pulled the 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 pin like out of his fingernail like that that I was like, okay, now I that that adds some credibility to how he could have beat beat the test so I, right. I was i was back on board at that moment cool you get a lanyard um, <laughs> you get a lanyard it's Those... funny the uh the official twitter account like the the uh at agents of shield twitter account um i guess they were going around rewarding a bunch of people that were tweeting yes. with uh hashtag agents of shield um so we got a lanyard yes uh, <laughs> they tweeted at us, "Thanks for your support." Here's a lanyard, and it's a picture of the lanyard. Kind of cool, funny. yeah. Nice little, uh, you know, social media marketing thing. I wonder if that tracks our whereabouts, like the real ones. Yeah, yeah. So who gets it? Me? Yeah, we're gonna have to fight they... over it. We have to mail it, pass it around. <laughs> and say everything's where I'm at. I don't want. It. I don't need anything else. <laughs> um, we found some interesting things out during the slide detector test. Yeah, we did. We already talked a little bit about uh, about Triplet being a legacy yes. and his grandfather being Helen Commando. Uh, May was married. Yeah. Um, I, I most of the answers were ones I expected. Yeah. You know, Simmons. You know, why are you here? I I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fitz. You know, we need to stick together. You know, there really were some good ones in there. Some ones I expected to see. Uh, I think of all of them, it I enjoyed Trip the most because it's probably the one of the few times we've actually got a chance to know him a little bit. And um, yeah, so I enjoyed his responses. And I think it's clear now that, because uh, we've been wondering about this for a while and saying, oh, is it a brother-sister thing? Uh, Fitz loves Simmons, as yes. far as I'm concerned. Uh, she loves him probably in that brotherly sort of right. way, but he clearly you know, uh, would like a relationship with her and doesn't know how to tell her, and they're they're playing with that a little bit. And there should be some funny moments with him and, and Triplet. <laughs> yeah. Who's clearly interested as well. It, it's funny. I loved uh, Simmons's response to, what is it? You're stranded on an island. Uh, you come across a box. What's in the box? And Simmons says, a TARDIS? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was I also enjoy their their scientific responses versus the the operative operations guys. You know the difference between a, a, an egg and a rock. It's like food, weapon. Oh well, there's so many choices. I don't even know where to begin. Right. It's, yeah. You know, it's, you know, just the way they think about it, and and even Ward with the box. It's like, well, it depends. Like first, it comes to mind, pistol. Yeah. 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 But it goes through notes. Uh, um, uh, May was. Uh, 
was a knife, I think, right? Trip was a, a sat phone. Yeah, yeah. He wants to get out of there. I mean, it it, it speaks to it's, it, it's a good question. It speaks to your your state of mind. It speaks to your your mindset. Yeah, uh, Fitz's response was Simmons. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, went, yep. Again, Colson was kind of harsh with with May yet again. I mean, it, it's clear that he's. I mean, he kind of had a kind of coming around moment, of course, because because May was gone at the end of the end of the episode. But uh, you know, again, he, you know, he said, if you know, if you want to take orders from somebody, you you know, t- you take them from me, or or you know, you could you know get out or whatever. You know, they just kind of had that that uh you know that exchange once again between the two of them i felt kind of bad for may yeah i mean it's the only home she knows and you know everything's gone now she doesn't have that anymore yeah i i oh the other the other thing that was funny when i i can't I, i'm looking at my notes here but when sky was it when she was talking to Koenig and he asked her her name and she said sky and he he's like that's really your name you know that and yes. she's like, and she's like well when I was at the orphanage or whatever, they gave me the name Mary Sue Poots, but I didn't really like that too much. So, oh yes, yeah, or you gave yourself your own name. That's that's what it was. I I totally just realized at that moment that we never knew Sky's last name. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was really funny that uh, that she, that she threw that out there. Yeah, I don't know if I knew per se that she didn't have a last name, but I think I always just. Assumed either she didn't have a last name or that Sky was her like hacker alias or something maybe. Yeah. So now it's probably both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sky said something to Koenig about suiting up, like that. You know, they they knew. I guess things were getting a little dicey, so she tells him to suit up. Which I, I yeah. every time I hear suit up, I you know th- of course think back to the Avengers. So that was kind of cool. How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, she 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 was goading him, and they called him Steve Rogers. He'll tell Steve yes. Rogers grab a shield and suit it up. Yes, you know, basically saying stop being a pansy, playing Call of Duty, and get something done. Yeah. Um, it fits. Even she actually she even called him out for playing video games all day. Yes, yes, yeah. So again, you know, I think not to harp on it, but I think the Sky critics. I think there was enough in this episode to be happy about her character with. So some of it there, and then I think definitely at the end, I, th- I think. You know, again, she continues to yeah. improve. You know, and I forgot about the whole encrypted hard drive. Well, I knew it was encrypted, but the fact that she used that location-based encryption before, back in the first episode, they're like, oh, yeah, of course she'd do that again. Right. You know, that's, that's her, her go-to. So it has, she has to be at a certain spot to, to be able to decrypt it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just added one more layer. Oh, it's not, it's not that simple. We got we to gotta go somewhere now. I assume they had to go to the hub because that's where she did it. But who knows? Maybe she can program in any coordinates. Right. Did, uh, I really like that they that they had her, and and it's the logical choice because if if Ward knew that she was on to him, you know she'd probably be dead or at least you know an actual captive until she gave them the information or whatever. But I like now that they can, you know, it's the double agent thing, you know, like right. she can even feed Ward with fake intel from Coulson, you know, it just makes it a whole lot more interesting this way. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna last long. It'd be nice to see that. Uh, I did like if you caught it right at the end when they're in the plane and uh, he basically says, Sky, you're in charge. She kind of gets this look like, okay, I can play this a little bit further. Basically, you know, now she knew what he was doing, uh, where they were going. Like she, she still has a, she still has a card to play. Right. I mean, she thought she was she was done. She was gonna either die or had nothing to do. Right. Um, so she's definitely gonna have some have some work to do, and uh, the teaser poster that they put out um, for this next episode uh, looks interesting. Actually, if you saw it, yet. yeah, yeah, I did see that. They've they've been. I, I thought the one from the only light in the darkness was pretty good. I thought the one from Providence is probably the best. I like that one a lot. That was a good team shot, but yeah, yeah I definitely I enjoyed uh, both of them. But I think I enjoyed this episode with the cellist and Colson for different reasons, obviously. But I think I did enjoy it more. Yeah, a couple things with Ward more one did anybody think that scar of his on the on the right side of his face was like uh, marty feldman's hump in uh a young frankenstein what hump exactly <laughs> it, it like whenever they showed it it's it seemed and obviously it's you know 
film over multiple days they have to recreate it but it's just kind of funny because sometimes it looked way more pronounced than it did at other times maybe it was the angle maybe it was just the makeup or whatever but it, it just seemed like it changed quite often to me i i actually missed it yeah it just it was just one of those things I, I picked up on the other thing was ward kind of fits we could tell was kind of totally in a i i think that that whole jealousy thing was really kicking up plus his world is kind of unraveling i mean in more ways than one i think because they're outlaws and fugitives and all this crazy stuff is going on and people are getting killed all around them. Um, you know, it's not him and Simmons, you know, from episode one through four where, you know, they're in the lab and they're getting to work with each other and it's just the two of them. But he's he's so on edge that Ward was was being a complete ass to him and it, like, never triggered in Fitz's head. Like, that's so unlike him. You know, Ward is pretty even keel and you know the big boy scout and when he, when the two of them had that exchange and ward kind of popped off to him and it just was nasty and then walked away fit it didn't phase fits at all like his mind was not on or or caring about what was going on with ward whereas if this was episode 1 fits or episode 2 fits i think he would have picked up on like what's up with that guy like why is he being such a a hole you know we haven't yeah. spent a lot of time talking about uh amy acker as audrey we did we did a little bit, but one of the things as we got towards the end of the episode, and they did the intercutting between her playing the cello and Blackout walking up, and Sky kind of finding Koenig, and then that cat and mouse, and then the cello playing in the background through the whole all of it, and then the cut, intercut back. That was so well done. It was awesome, and it, oh my gosh, it, it really the suspense just kept rising. Yes, it was great. It felt like a horror movie at that point. It Not did. even it, it didn't even feel like an episode of of the show. It just it felt like like John was saying earlier, like an episode of Alien or episode of Alien, like Alien or or something like that. Especially with the tablet uh, showing yeah. the location of Ward and stuff, just like the motion detector and the you know the Alien movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in fact, it almost like she's like like she still wasn't correct grasping what happened until she looked down and realized, oh wait, it's just me and Ward. Therefore, duh. And that's and that's when she loses it. Uh, but she was able to, like I said, get her stuff together and and get stuck get it done. And that was cool. That was cool seeing that because I wasn't, I really wasn't sure how they were going to play that. I didn't know if at the last minute uh, the team was going to come back or they or they were going to Talbot's team was going to bust in or if there was something else to distract them. You know, and and it it totally wasn't that. It was Sky pulling herself together, walking out there, and just basically acting toward like nothing ever happened. Um, yeah, which I think was an interesting way to play it. And poor Koenig. Yes. Yeah, my, it's funny. We were watching. I was watching the episode, and uh, my wife sees Patton Oswald. She saw him last week, and she's like, "Oh, I like that guy. I like him." And yeah. then. Uh, <laughs> And then this week when he's don't get used to him. Yeah, when he's sitting there in the grate and he's you know bleeding down on the floor, I was like, oh man, they killed him. And she's like, she turned around, she looks, she's like, they killed him. She's like, man, I like that guy. She's like, I really like him. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of funny. Uh, So of course, when the team comes back to the to the base, uh, they find May is gone, and she's like gone, gone. I mean, she packed up her stuff and didn't let the door hit her in the butt. Uh, and, it, and it was funny because as she was walking down the road uh, away, I, the first thing that popped into my head was like, I thought she was going to, yes, I thought she was going <laughs> to stick her thumb out and we'd cue the sad Hulk music, which would have been awesome if they would have done that. Uh, from the, from the, for those of the younger generation, uh, the 1970s, uh, Bill Bixby, Lou Ferrigno, Incredible Hulk TV series. Uh, he was always hitchhiking from one place to, to another, but. And I guess they've confirmed that uh, Lou Ferrigno will be voicing the Hulk in Avengers 2. Yes, again, he will He will reprise the voiceover. He'll be back. Really? Yeah. He did the voice in Avengers. I heard that, but I just... Yeah. There was an internet fight Ferrigno, about it yeah. that Ruffalo was supposed to, and Ferrigno ended up doing it, or vice yeah. versa, something, but... Uh, it's all processed Ferrigno's anyway. Back. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, but then, surprising, so the tag for this episode, which you know we, we talked about a second ago, I I, th- I thought was... Uh, was cool is that May's mother shows up. And as soon I, I kind of thought that's where they were going, but I thought it was interesting that, you know, it wasn't just like mommy coming to rescue her daughter. I mean, a, she drove a very long way from somewhere 500 miles, 500 miles. Yeah. Um, but she kind of chastises her and they have this big conversation. And obviously, uh, you know, she says something about calling 
And she's like, I always liked Maria. And I thought that was really, again, really yep. cool. So you're not, obviously, you're not take her out, are you? Yeah, yeah. I always liked Maria. Um, so obviously, uh, May's mother is very well connected, either in Shield or military. Well, she or, said, my agency still exists. So oh, okay, yes. who does she work for? I believe Japan has or China. Well, uh, what is May? She is she Chinese or Chinese? Yeah. She is Chinese. Well, yeah, I mean, there in Marvel Universe, there is a, a, a similar agency in China, right? Uh, I, don't, I hope it's Sword. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Shield is supposed to be like a worldwide organization. Yeah, so, so I don't know. I, I mean, they didn't identify the agency she she was for. So it's part of the mystery. It could even be CIA. I mean, it could be you know. I guess it could be. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another secret agency inside the Marvel Universe other than Sword. I mean, that's more intergalactic. I mean, the fact yeah. that they were in Canada mean anything, you think, or no? Mm. It would be awesome if it did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Depart- I mean, I know, she's Department I know that's where that's where Koenig's base was, was in Canada, so of course that's why she's there. Um, and they mentioned Department H. That'd be funny if she was Department H. That would be really funny. But I don't know why she'd made, be in they're, Pennsylvania. They've already, made, they've already made reference to it, so. Yeah. So that'd be, it'd be interesting to see. I'm, I... I I mean, Project Pegasus, we've already talked about that, so I don't think she's involved. And they've already kind of gone that route in the Avengers, and that, that facility is no more. So I don't think that's that's it. So, Right. Okay. Be interesting. But I thought that was a cool end tag. Uh, you know, again, something that seemed pretty benign at the, at, you know, at the time where you just thought her mom's picking her up. And then it turns out that uh, she's like yeah. super spy, knows everybody kind of person. But again, it might also, it, it's another one that, it sounds like it's setting up our next episode. We've had a few of those now where the tag set up the next episode. Yes, yes. Which we know the next episode will be, uh, we'll have Maria Hill, Maria uh, Hill Kobe, right. Kobe Smulders, and more than just a cameo. It's, it's not just going to be a uh, a bit part like in the in the pilot episode. She's actually yes. going to have a significant role. Yeah, we've got Tal- Talbot back and we've got her. Yeah, yeah. I think I did hear some cries of, please, oh God, please replace Sky with Maria Hill. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. So the Audrey stuff, did, were you guys slightly confused that the way they edited the end when Coulson went up? It, it seemed like Coulson went up to her while she was unconscious and she was seeing him, but then... Yeah, that's how... No, I took it as he did, and he then did. when she came to, it was whoever was standing there. Yeah, and, she uh, was, it, was it was Simmons, yeah. He, he went to her aid. He uh, talked to her, kissed her. She wasn't quite unconscious, but she was certainly groggy, aware enough to believe she heard his voice, probably even felt the kiss. But again, she was so disoriented. When she opened her eyes, it's Simmons. So, oh, right, yeah. and she had said earlier that she, like in her sleep, she heard his voice and stuff like that. Right. So it sort of made sense that yeah. she would think it didn't really happen. Yeah, and she made a comment that it just seemed so real this time, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, I thought that that was cool too that Colson never admitted to the team, you know, that that he was involved with her in any way shape or form and so when she said, you know, oh, the you know, the the agent that, you know, was here before, Philip, you know, uh, Philip and then she said Philip Colson, I was like, "Oh, wow." Right. Uh, so their reaction was was pretty cool. I got to uh, admit, I liked the way they did it, but I was still a little disappointed they didn't have a reunion. I know, I, I know. One of the things I tweeted out uh, from the official account, I was hoping to maybe get a response from Clark Gregg, but I was like, "Man, Colson never gets a break." You know, just that guy, just, just his day. And I, I totally get why. Oh yeah. He did that. I mean, at this point in time, uh, you know, a she thinks he's dead. B everybody and their brother wants to kill him or capture him or put him in jail or whatever, and it just makes her. You know, takes her out of the frying pan into the fire. So I, I totally get that. But but at the at the same time, it was like, man, this guy can't catch a break. Now, given what we know of uh, Blackout's power set being so energy based, do you think he's really dead, or he's just been dispersed and he can re- he can coalesce back into an entity? Uh, I'm assuming that they're leaving the door open for the latter. Yeah. You know, just that way, if he shows back up again, it's not going to take some crazy explanation. And I think for a while we'll be getting uh, Fridge Escapee of the Week. Yeah, I, and that... My uh, guess is that'll be a big part of at least maybe the first half of Season 2. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that idea, but eh, we'll see where it goes. 
I, I could see them doing it maybe if they did it right, like almost like Fringe, right? Where 80% or 70% of the episode is Freak of the Week or even like um, like Al- Alcatraz, you know, where the preponderance of the episode is them capturing or figuring out whatever, you know, a plot. And there's just enough, you know, there's 20, 30 percent of the overall story that gets forwarded to keep it interesting and maybe even somehow tie whoever they're looking for into what's going on with the the overall plot. So I, I think there's ways they can do it to where it just doesn't come off as the Smallville season one through three freak of the week thing. So we want to do ratings. Yeah. I'm about the same as last week, 375. Good, you know, maybe not great, but it's probably just a little bit of a letdown from the awesome two-parter and everything. You can't, They can't do that every week, obviously. But 3.75, I enjoyed it. Sky came around for me. Yeah, I'm going to put the same plays at 375. Definitely more than last week. I thought last week was a lot of just kind of moving pieces in position. In position. This, we, for the most of the team, it was a little more of that, but we definitely had more forward motion with Sky and Ward, obviously. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing s- some more, and I'm expecting a lot out of these last three episodes, certainly next week in the finale. I will give it a 4.25, so a little bit less than actually what uh, as much as I enjoyed last week's episode, um, but pretty close this week. I-, I liked it a lot. I think the horror element, like we talked about with the intercutting, was really stepped the episode up, in my opinion. You know, John, you've talked about this show benefiting from going not dark, 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 but darker. And I definitely think between this episode last week and the week before, we've seen that trend of it getting more serious and, and kind of playing down some of the silly elements that we maybe criticized in the beginning. Uh, but I, I was very happy with it. And like I said, I think, uh, you know, Sky's ability to pull everything together was nice, and then the the tag at the end of the episode I think was a really nice touch with May and her mother because I didn't see that coming at all. So, uh, so it, yeah, really happy with it. Let me see if there's any feedback that we is pertinent to talk about for this episode. Not, yeah, I mean everything everything here. I mean Patrick Tony had some some more stuff to add, but nothing that we haven't talked about. I mean, you know everything everything else we pretty much addressed. Um, you know, some of it is just. You know, he wasn't happy with, um, you know, the scenes between, he said, Chloe Bennett and Brett Dalton were painful to watch. I, I, I think that was in, intentional. I don't, I don't, I think, again, you have to view their quote unquote relationship in a completely different light because it's not on the up and up. The fact that it was painful, I think, is intentional. Right, and and actually, that now that's on both sides. Now, uh, each one exactly. has their own motivations. Now, when when we just had Ward's side of it, being that he's playing Sky to get what he wants, and Sky was falling for. Now, Sky's playing him right back. Uh, at, at, for right now, he's just trying to survive. But I think she'll be turning the tables on him shortly. I agree. I can't wait for May to find out about Ward. Oh yeah. Yeah, I hope they have a slugfest. I think that's where that's going to end. I think it's going to end, might end up being between May and Ward. If May has to put him down, that would be awesome. So we shall see. So I didn't have any other f- feedback that we have. Definitely, like I said, go to facebook.com slash shield TV podcast. You can send an email to, to uh, shield podcast at hhwled.com. Uh, you can leave a voicemail at 972-798-3830. Um, and we will get to playing some voicemails. I think there's still one that we've got kind of lingering out there. Uh, hopefully we can get some more in. Uh, we're going to have a long hiatus once the se- once the season finale hits. Uh, we're not going to probably have anything until... Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll probably still put something out on the feed. More than likely, we'll try and get an episode out once a month. As things heat up with the Marvel Netflix deal, I imagine more news is going to come out that'll that'll make it worthwhile for us to to pop on and and talk about it. So, so we're going to dip into our slight spoiler section. So if you don't want to be spoiled or ruined, uh, now's your time to bail out. And we thank you for listening. Um, but I guess now we'll talk a little bit about next week's episode and what's to come, and um, maybe any spoilery theories that we have. Did I see in a preview Coulson being face to face with? The cellist next episode? No, she's not. She's no. Not okay, so it was just the it was just the stuff going around the internet of the times that they were on other shows together. Uh, oh, maybe so. I didn't even think about they? that. I don't know if they were. 
Yeah, I think there was some shots of uh, I don't know what uh, I don't know. I guess it was a show that uh, Amy Acker and 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 um, Clark Gregg were on. I only know Clark Gregg from uh, or a movie Julia Louis Dreyfus show from several years ago. The New Adventures of Old Christine. Yeah, that one. Um, uh-huh. The only shot I saw was actually of Colson and Maria Hill face to face. I didn't see anything with the cellist with Amy Acker. They were. I both could be wrong. In... Like it was. It was. It was hazy. They were both in Much Ado About Nothing, the Joss Whedon oh, the thing okay, he did. Sure. So maybe there's something in there. Maybe. I'm trying to think if they but were. No, Amy Acker was only in this one episode, and uh, I believe she made a comment that she enjoyed it and was looking forward to do it again. So hopefully we'll see her. We will see her again, but I'm not expecting to see her uh, in these next three episodes. I know what I'm talking about. Somebody was. <laughs> it's another meme. Somebody put, somebody's got a meme that's going around, and I think it was Clark Gregg and Amy Acker standing face to face, and then the text is, "I'm pregnant, Phil," that, and no, it's that's yours. Maria Hill. That's Maria Hill. Okay, all right. Yeah, I just yeah. I I couldn't see. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's the yeah, that's, that's the, the promo shot of Maria Hill. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh oh, we talked about a few weeks ago about uh, Bill Paxton, and like he, he, we thought like it was four episodes he was supposed to be in. Uh, I, th- I think that was maybe before they filmed the final episodes, and maybe they just didn't want to give it away. Uh, but I saw an interview with Paxton somewhere, and he's definitely in for the rest of the season. All right, cool. Because when he wasn't this week, I kind of thought maybe he did his run, and we're not going to see him again. No, we definitely will. I mean, he he made a point of, in whatever interview they were, I think it was an interview for um, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, actually, is what they were kind of talking to him about. Um but they they mentioned uh, the show, and he said, "Yeah, he'll he'll definitely be on through the rest of the season." He didn't hint or say anything about whether he was coming back for next season. And then they kind of drilled him on, you know, would you like to appear in the movie? You know, that whole discussion. Yeah, he right. was like, "Yeah, I'm 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 all for it." Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what his fate is at the end of the season to see if that's even a possibility. So, if you saw that um, promo shot, uh, that that poster, you've got. The headshot of uh, of Deathlock, kind of hovering over uh, a shot of Sky with her hair all blowing back, and Ward like on his knees, looking looking depressed, sad, what a distraught, whatever. So basically, Sky's like right center in the panel. So so that got me thinking, you know, what's what's going to happen with Ward? Is he going to is he going to have that moment of like, oh my god, what have I done? Or is Sky going to do something to finally, you know? Take him out. Take him out. Are we going to see finally? What does it mean that she's an 084? Is something going to happen that we've been waiting for that for that moment? We thought we were going to get it when she got shot. Didn't happen. Now maybe we'll find something out. It it may get interesting because if Sky says something to Peterson, because I think Sky realizes Peterson, there's something up with him. Like he's not doing this of his own free will, and maybe she tells him that the clairvoyant is dead. And that he, you know, he shouldn't need to be taking orders or whatever. Uh, maybe, you know, he says something like, you know, no, he's not. Or, uh, you know, maybe there's some interaction with with you with the two of them over the fact that uh, the you know that uh, Garrett is the clairvoyant. Yeah, or remember, Garrett said uh, 24 hours, and if I don't hear from you, I'm going to take them out myself. 24 hours could have passed by by now, or would have, and that could be Deathlock going after them. On on Garrett's orders, Cleverone's orders. Yeah, I'm, I'm still uh, I'm pretty clueless as to what the 084 is going to be. I'm trying to put the pieces together, but uh, that's really up in the they air. They haven't for given me. us enough to put together. I mean, I'm the only thing I can yeah. think of is that she herself is alien or Cree or whatever. But there's hasn't been right, enough to because, support that. Right. So the and the alien blood that they used, where are we at with that? There's no Nothing. trace of it, or it no. should have it, it should have affected her. It should have given her problems, right? But she's yeah, fine. Didn't give Coulson problems either, though, and they they made that comment as but, well. All right, so when they were racing to not give that to her, it was just because he found out it was yeah, alien. He, he didn't and know didn't what right. it was. Do that. Yeah, he did, yeah. Okay, yeah. right. All right. And given the fact that. They whatever it was, they couldn't really identify if she was some sort of hybrid alien, like some sort of, you know, mix between an alien and a human. You'd think that there'd be traces of that in there already. So 
or you know, or because I, it's, she's got the same blood chemistry, it's she, all they're seeing is quote unquote normal sky, when really they don't recognize it for what it is. Um, but if there's be. anything that's different from a, a human, normal human, you think Simmons, who's the biotech guy, you know, you know uh, expert, she would have picked it up. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning against if she's alien, I'm leaning it being not Cree that it's it's some other something. I I, I don't know. I don't know. What's the title of the next one? Do we know? Nothing personal. Okay. Which is funny if you've seen Captain America the Winter Soldier cuz wasn't she in the personnel department <laughs> at Stark Industries? So I thought yeah. so now this is this is nothing personal yeah. like AL That's not funny. ELL but but anyway, I just thought that was funny. I was thinking more about uh, uh, about uh, Crossbones, whatever uh, his his line to Cap in the elevator. Hey, Cap, Cap, it's nothing personal. It kind of feels personal. Yeah, yeah, totally <laughs> yeah. It's such so a then great movie. The second to the last movie, or the second to the last movie, second to the last episode will be Ragtag, and then the final episode will be Beginning of the End. Interesting. So, yeah. What if this was all planned to be a single season show and done? Wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that suck? It would. It, it would not be funny. <laughs> uh, so, anybody got anything else? Is there any anything else we need to talk about? No, I think I'm good. I'm, good. I'm looking forward to uh, the home stretch. Yes, yes. We've got three more till we get to the end, and I think we're not ready to say officially, but I think we're going to try and do something really cool. Uh, and big for the for the finale when we record um, to maybe try and get some people involved and engaged. Yeah, more to come. I know. They really need to figure out their timing because I'm really not looking forward to having four months off between episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, son of a. Yes. All right. So until next week when we talk about nothing personal, uh, we'll see you then. Good night. Just gonna walk off into the distance. Carrying my backpack. <laughs>